0: Please and thank you. Take two, take two of no one likes the tuna podcast. Too fast, too furious, tuna verse. We've got two guys in their two Turk. I can't. I could. I can't keep going. (laughs) I try. I couldn't turn thirties into a two pun. Yeah. We're in our thirties and we do this as a hobby, which uh, is sad and distracting. <laughs> so, hey, how's your uh-huh. tooth? Speaking of tooth, tooth Yeah.
1: So this week I had my dental surgery on mm-hmm. Tuesday, where they oh ripped gosh. out the existing. Was
0: that two thirty? Is that
1: two? It was not at two thirty, okay. but close. It was at ten. It was at ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On a tooth 10.30 on a tooth day Okay They extracted what remained of my previous tooth Uh huh And drilled into my skull A titanium Rod of sorts Sweet And I've been recovering for the past week or so The was swelling it, has mostly you, gone can down
0: you, Can you lay out the base Was it just like a dead chomper?
1: So I damaged my front two chompers. I think Mm. it's the eight. I think it's technically called the eight and nine tooths. Okay. When I was in the fifth grade. Rollerblading accident.
0: Whoa. Long time ago. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I just ate cement, and I've had, like, dental issues with those two for many years. And I think for the first, uh, like, seven years or so, I just had, like, a composite tooth They just took some of that super special dental cement and shined that blue light on it. And it goes from like putty into not full tooth, but like partial tooth strength thing in your mouth. And I like those like my normal tooth for a while. Then in 2012, I got those replaced with crowns. Sweet. The difference between the two is like the crown has like a... Rod plus, like, a metal structure and then, like, an el- enamel coating. Yeah. And then those were good for a while up until now. Mm-hmm. When, surprisingly, so I... You may have heard me smacking just not t- 20 seconds ago on Yuck. a Saragina pizza. Um, oh. We accidentally ordered a gluten-free version of this Bro, you same- gotta
0: fix your pizza orders, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yo. like you. This is the second time you've talked about a fucked up pizza order on the, this on is
1: the no this is the only one this is the only one we only okay. fucked it up one time okay. we accidentally got a gluten free one time and uh-huh. it destroyed my mouth and this yeah. was about 6 months ago right so i've been fucking around with like no tooth and this like retainer thing that i've been wearing for 6 months and i finally okay. just got this implant so they basically took out the remnants of the root that was in my mouth I was holding the crown on there before. Yeah. Just ripped it out of my face. Yeah. And sort of cleaned it out a little bit, then installed a titanium screw basically into my skull, which we will then
0: out the whole time.
1: Fully awake, local anesthetic only.
0: No. Yeah,
1: dog. (laughs) Yeah, dog.
0: (laughs) No. Thank you. I know general anesthesia is dangerous. When I got my wisdom teeth out, though, they were, like, going to do local. And I was like, hell no. Put me out. (laughs) I was like, like, hell (laughs) no. No, Right. (laughs) appointments
1: on Tuesday. Like, I'm going to check in on Monday morning. I'm not going to see you until Wednesday night.
0: I, was, I told my mom, I was like, I'll see you tomorrow, lady. Like, yeah. yeah I'll, bye-bye. Don't
1: you know? put me on YouTube, mommy, because yeah. it's about to be a weird time.
0: <laughs> Whoa, David at the dentist. I forgot about that video.
1: Uh-huh. That was like the yeah. first big video. He was one of, yeah, like, uh, yeah, David at the dentist was for sure one of the first YouTube millionaires. Within the top 25, easily.
0: David's probably like... 22 years old now and like hot you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with a shiny ass tooth <laughs> you do look a little like David at the dentist right now Yeah, with that yeah. missing I
1: mean, it looks great it looks great at this point it looks point. good a couple of days ago it looked really wacky because my like lip and nose were both uh, swollen and stiff so I had like limited mobility in the mid facial section but yeah
0: Uh, Anyway, reminds me of like, like it actually makes me think about how like old Hollywood makeup effects—they used to just take a piece of black tissue paper and put it over the tooth, Mm -hmm. and for like a missing tooth, and like on camera you just couldn't tell, like it just looked gone. Yeah, your tooth looks like that. They did. They Uh had a good little trick back then, you know.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I've drawn I've drawn plenty of jack-o'-lanterns and other, uh-huh. like, missing tooth characters in cartoon, and this yeah. is exactly what it looks like. You it can't tell the difference.
0: It's very realistic. So now that you have this rod, you have a second appointment at some point, I hope, to get so a fake tooth in it. Attached yes,
1: I think I think it might be a three-stage appointment. So mm-hmm. I think the first one I just had was to screw something into my skull. I think a second one, and what they screw into my skull is basically a male side that goes into my skull, a female side that is supposed to receive something. I think my mm-hmm. next appointment, I'm gonna get like a, I think it's a double male like mm-hmm. screw thing yep. that like yep. s- will then stick out of the gum line, and then yep. I think stage three is they design and craft a
0: hyper realistic
1: yeah, yeah like <laughs> crown and then also screw that into my face so cool
0: cool it's, uh, it's a being a dentist is just being a very specific artist you know yeah yeah um that was tooth talk a segment <laughs> we have on the, <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time we talk about the Fast and the Furious Movies. My name is Nick Nocera. I forgot to introduce myself.
1: And I'm Daryl Wong, your co-host.
0: And uh, we watch a Fast and Furious movie every week. Every fucking week, we watch a Fast and Furious movie. And this week, we watch Too Fast, Too Furious. And Daryl, I want you to guess how many things I wrote down slash was interested in talking about for this Too Fast, Too Furious this week.
1: I mean, I think the magic number is two. You wrote two things down that you loved and enjoyed about this movie.
0: Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Badly false. Uh-huh. Why don't you take that number and reduce it by 100%? Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Yeah,
0: and you'll get there. Because this movie is boring. Uh, it's bad. <laughs> it's poorly acted. It's not very well directed. Sorry, John Singleton, R.I.P., uh, and uh, I had no interest in watching. I slugged through it two days ago, and it was just such a fucking awful experience for me. You know?
1: So I want to let you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wholly disagree. Two Fast, Two Furious Whoa. may be one of the most important oh, movies no. No. of our eight to nine movie series here. Okay?
0: God, no, dude. <laughs> You're under the spell. You've been bewitched.
1: I've been bewitched and too fast, like I watched last week, I watched this week, and too fast really tied it together for me, oh, this watch through. No. All
0: right, so Here's what, why. what did it for you this week?
1: Okay, so there's a few like key compo- key things at play here. So mm-hmm. Brian is valuable because he is a street racer, right? Uh-huh. That's one of the foundations of our... Of our franchise here, Uh, this movie is about bringing him from the dark side because he like gave up his FBI status. He no longer is trusted within the organization.
0: LAPD. He was LAPD
1: before. He was LAPD at time, but really, like, he hasn't lost his career track, which is surprising because he was supposed to go from (laughs) he's supposed to go from LAPD to FBI in the first movie. He obviously blew it Mm -hmm. by letting Dom Toretto go away. So this movie is about his redemption somehow, and um, in, giving, in being given the opportunity here to use his street racing skills to then work his way back from the criminal side of the whatever, like, universe yeah. into the, whatever, law enforcement side of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he then recognizes this opportunity that's given to him by Bilkins, and- he doesn't just take it at face value. he instead takes the opportunity to bring up his friend Roman Pierce,
0: yeah Roman Who? Pierce. he's helping on his buds,
1: yeah, and he didn't you have know? to, right He didn't have to, and mm. like he saw the opportunity to that was presented to him like, hey, I'm a straight racer I'm a street racer, like I obviously blew it a year or more ago, and yeah. there's some for some reason they're interested in bringing back in. This is not just about me. I feel like I can bring somebody else with me.
0: The true tragedy of the movie, the person who truly gets screwed over and whose career is blown beyond all recognition, is Gallus Pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Exactly, right? He, yeah. was, he was doing everything we needed to be, he needed to be doing. And yet, here this criminal, Brian O'Connor, comes along, mm-hmm. screws everything up.
0: Yeah, exactly. But,
1: so throughout I mean, the course of the movie, yeah.
0: I, I mean, great. There's an admirable quality of Brian to, like, reach out to his buddy. But, like, he sucks in this movie. Like, Paul Walker is fucking shitty in this movie. He's in a tough it's-
1: position, though. He's in a tough position. I mean, character uh, character Brian O'Connor is in tough position. Actor Brian O'Connor, you know, like... Different.
0: It, well, I think actor Paul Walker... I mean, he... I guess he's in a tough position. Like, I don't know what he was doing around this time. When was the Skulls? Was that... Two, that was 2000. Uh We watched that at some point. You can go look mm-hmm. it up on the podcast. But, like, during this time, was, like, Paul Walker getting a lot of offers? I don't really know. Um... He definitely got a lot of like sort of B-movie offers after this and some other car-related things. Okay, so the other thing he probably had in development while working too fast was a movie called Timeline, which Mm -hmm. I've never seen and we should definitely watch because it's like Paul Walker time travel shit.
1: I've watched it multiple times. It's a great movie. It is on I mean, I would say like it is above the caliber of our Too Fast Too Furious here. But it like I understand that like oh other people who are not uh Paul Walker aficionados, like may not also see this the same way. But Timeline, I think it was a great movie.
0: Alright, so people give Paul Walker and Chris Morgan credit for, like, the creation and explosion of the Fast and Furious thing, right? Like, Fast and Furious is the way it is today, because, like, obviously because, like, Vin Diesel believes so hard in these movies. But it's really like Paul Walker was like, we got to, like, went to his buddy, Chris Morgan, the screenwriter, and was like, we can make this into a real thing, Mm -hmm. right? We bring Vin back, we get this, you know what I mean? We can, like, make this into an action franchise. Sure, fine. I don't think he had those like ideas in two thousand three, at the time of this movie. I think Vin passed, and the studio was like, "Does Paul want to do it?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, so Paul was like, "I got this other movie timeline, but like I can fit it in." And then you know, did it, and right. so like it's a cash grab for the guy. And I don't think it's a very good one, basically. Like, he shouldn't have done it. This movie shouldn't exist. If this movie didn't exist... I mean, Tyrese might not be in the franchise. And I think that would be to the franchise's detriment. I do like that Tyrese is in these movies. Mm -hmm. But... Barring that, nothing out of this movie is of any importance. We've never seen Ava Mendes again except in one false flag fucking, like, after credits scene. mm mm-hmm. uh, It doesn't introduce The Rock. It doesn't introduce, like, the international aspect to this franchise. It doesn't, like, have fucking anything to do with this franchise. Yeah.
1: Here we go. So. Okay. Um... I disagree because here's the deal. I
0: can't so not you today. <laughs> you today.
1: <laughs> so one of the things that they, one of the things that they try to touch on in in the Fast and Furious and Too Fast and Furious, uh-huh. they lightly touch on this. Oh, like what are the psychological effects of being under deep cover? That is just a ruse. Like
0: <laughs> kind of.
1: It is. <laughs> it they they touched on the at the John. beginning. They're like, oh, like Brian O'Connor is under deep cover. He gets lost in this, in the mix of things, therefore yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. he lets Dom away. Did you fall in love with your
0: mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I'll, I'll they, with you.
1: And they pick up on that in too fast, right? Because mm-hmm. Ava Mendes character, right, is then Monica mm-hmm. Fuentes. Like, oh, is yeah. she this is she turned? Point. But this that is, is a Yeah, so that's that's just a ruse, honestly, because that's okay. not the main theme that they're trying to attack. The main thing that they're trying to attack is like is there is the desire to drive fast? Is that a good or a bad thing? Right, and that's something Expand that they kind of challenge.
0: Expand yeah, on so, that idea.
1: So that's something that they that they I think they deal with within the first uh three or four movies here, which is that hey, mm-hmm. like the is the desire to drive fast in the first movie. It's like kind of a bad thing, right? It's like. Uh, I don't know Like the Kinda. quarter mile Is an escape it's a from a dangerous thing It's a dangerous thing But I would say Like in Stark Contracts And later on Like The desire to The desire to drive fast Is what makes Our characters The heroes Right And Their skill Like that's their skill That's the thing That they offer And they like it, I And I don't agree No with, I, like, that the, is
0: the thing that, that I will get on board with Right These characters Especially in Too Fast Too Furious Offer nothing else <laughs> other than the skill to drive fast. They are skilled uh-huh. at driving fast.
1: Right. But my my general thing and I think what makes this movie important is that like we progress very quickly like at movie 4 at Fast and Furious to vehicular warfare, which I think is when we think about vehicular warfare like that is the thing that like makes this Movie like or makes this franchise like very action oriented, and it loses it loses the like I don't know like it's it loses also the, the
0: thing, Daryl, that differentiates the Fast and the Furious from everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? Is like vehicular warfare. They're not just like in a car chase, right? This isn't the French Connection. They're not just driving through the streets chasing after each other. They're fucking battling each other uh-huh. in cars. You know
1: my point is that I think in in fast and furious and too fast and furious, I think there's some question still of like whether driving fast is a good thing or a bad thing, uh-huh. and I think the showing it's bad light because of the very real like oh, like if everyday people drive fast, like it's dangerous and it's against the law, and I think that is. Still like a part of this movie, which is like, oh, there's like actual consequence, and like there's bad stuff involved with like driving fast and recku- and recklessly. And that's, I think, what grounds these movies a lot, where it, in the future, right? they're crashing stuff, they're blowing stuff up, they're killing people, and like that overall is like sent as like a positive thing. But at least in the first four movies here, there's consequence to driving fast.
0: Okay, I actually think this is a very good point. You're just applying it to the wrong movie. <laughs> and I think this is a point that is much more effectively made in Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. I think this is a point of, like, is this, like, racer obsession, is the obsession to go fast, the, like, desire to, like, be faster than, faster than the other guy? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like... See who's, see who's faster than the other guy. Um, like, that has consequences that are like far, that can be far bigger than like the little world you think it is. And like, be careful, little man, because you have no clue what this little act of trying to raise somebody is going to get you tied up or tangled up or like into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, we see those consequences with his uh, being indentured to Han or with, like, DK trying to, like, kill them or, you know, the Yakuza sort of getting pissed off and trying to run them out of town. that Like, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Right? And especially, I mean, with Han's death. We see it with Han's death, too. Right. Right? So... Those consequences are way more in the foreground. In one, I think we don't... I don't really buy the idea that it's a question. Of like, Mm -hmm. is racing bad? I think that racing is used... I touched on this in our Point Break episode two episodes ago. Where like... Racing is this piece for... Dom Toretto to like get 10 seconds of fucking peace and quiet in his life Mm -hmm. because his life is difficult and hard and he's responsible for a lot of people and he has a lot on his shoulders and like he's done some bad shit in his past that he's sort of trying to atone for, right? And like racing is just like a brief moment of just Mm -hmm. like serenity. And therefore like I do feel in the first one it is presented as unequivocally good.
1: Not, it's, it may be good for Dom. It's bad for everybody else in the movie.
0: <laughs> maybe, Every, maybe everybody else. You know what? That is a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. That like Dom's desire to chase after this like moments of serenity in his life or this peace and quiet in in those ten seconds actually does have devastating effects for the people around him. Mm-hmm. Fair. Good point. No. Good point. Too fast. Doesn't have fucking anything to say about racing. It doesn't have anything to say about law enforcement. It doesn't have anything to say about, like, uh, uh, bad guys. It just doesn't have anything to say. It doesn't have anything to say about anything. The closest I think you get is, like, it might have something to say about friendship. And, like, you know, forgiveness is a key aspect of living a a well rounded life mm-hmm. uh, and- ty- both tyrese's forgiveness of Brian and Brian's forgiveness of tyrese uh for cutting him out um, I think are sort of the main arc like Tyrese has the biggest arc in the movie, mm-hmm. right going from somebody who like feels cast aside and stubborn and and defensive. <clears throat> To somebody who's, like, expecting and loves Brian and, love, you know, and is, like, welcome back into the world, basically, rather than this little shithole in Barstow, basically. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Tyrese is a fucking funny side character. He does, like, you know what I mean? So... uh, the movie has nothing fucking to say about its central characters whatsoever. and Or its central idea of, like, racing, where... Okay, so they race to get the cigar cutter, and then they race back, and then they race... I mean, where, where the fuck else do they race in this movie? They, like, race the guys to get the two cars... Right, and then they race at the end to go deliver the money, mm-hmm. right? Okay, cool plot, dudes. You know, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't mean to go on a diatribe here. I think you have very good points. I also just think like your points is so much better made in Tokyo Drift. <laughs>
1: But like in my like when I think about these points, I'm thinking about them from Brian's perspective, right? He has to. If I'm thinking about him, like oh, through the arc of of The Fast and the Furious, he uh, he admires racing. He's into it as a side hobby. It also is the thing that allows him to both excel and fail at his chosen career path yeah. on the LAPD. And at the end of one, he is a fugitive and in this movie racing itself is what allows him to get from fugitive like zero on the run status to building himself in a, up in a community in Miami and then also getting his job back and in the meantime like Uh, Reviving a friendship with his old pal, Roman Pierce.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's like an access point, but it doesn't, the movie doesn't use racing as the means to do that. Do you know what I mean? Not quarter mile
1: racing, yeah. But he is an undeniable, like, skill. I don't
0: know. I might be more on board with your points. I love where you're going. I love Mm -hmm. the critical analysis you're applying to this. I just might I really actually, I mean that's the whole point of this fucking stupid ass podcast. But I might be on board, and I might be on board with them much, much, much more if the movie didn't suck so much fucking shit, right? Like, if everybody in it wasn't just getting a paycheck and like calling it a day. Mm. If like It wasn't this like horrific twisted zenith of late 90s, like expired late 90s aesthetics. If it, you know what I mean? If it wasn't those things and they brought your ideas and like in terms of like having a skill or having something desirable to gain access to a world or to like a career or to like a path forward in life to the forefront, right? If those things were brought a little more to the forefront and, like, they, Brian talked about them in, like, some sort of I want speech, it, that would be an effective piece to this movie. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Because it's not there. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get mechanically the franchise has used this movie to do that right when would Brian like jumps through the shit in four mm-hmm. chasing after um the I forget his name. It's not Brian Park. He tells him about Brian, but whoever the guy is who tells David him about park. Brian Park. Yeah. I always say Brian Park, like Bryant Park, the park in Manhattan, but it's not that. So, but, uh, you know, if it, it mechanically uses this movie as like, Okay, he's in the FBI now. Mm -hmm. He's in the FBI because he kind of did a good job in Miami. But, like, we don't get that until the fourth movie comes out. Mm. You know? Like, if we're taking this movie as an isolated, like, here's this movie. We've made one before, and we're not making any afterwards. (laughs) It doesn't do anything. It right. doesn't do anything.
1: This yeah, oh I I definitely agree. And I think yeah. that's one of the things about my watch throughs of this movie. I think it has improved over time because, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, are of are their vehicular warfare movies. Oh, yeah. And I think there's a there's something here captured in one and two that is different. And that thing that's different is what makes when we cycle through returning to movie one excellent
0: and I something think you're worth looking forward to. Actually, giving a secret lowdown sly shout out to four, which I'm laying my chips on the table now. <laughs>
1: Might be the best movie in this franchise. Wow. Wow. Might be the
0: best movie in this franchise. Might be. Might be.
1: I mean, in thinking about two, I was thinking about three. And we often, like many critics will say, most people will say three is not related to the franchise. But I mean, three is a like callback to like. Before, yeah, before like you could like buy Honda and before you anybody was interested in souping up a an eclipse in LA, like they used Japanese like tuner culture as inspiration.
0: Right. So Right, totally, like, totally, totally. And it's got yeah. like beautiful little elements of like a young warrior story, you know? Um and I mean, it's just such a fucking weird movie. Three is such. I mean, it, obviously, listeners, the three holds a very special place in Daryl and I's hearts. I we should rank these movies again after this walkthrough. I think.
1: All <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. I think. I think we're going to be much different than where we were many cycles ago.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Wow. Okay. Um what else you got? Or do you want to do some shout-outs?
1: Uh we can have a shout-out.
0: I got yeah, a little this week. We have a little segment on the podcast called our Shout shoutout. That sibilance of the S was especially pronounced through your gap in your teeth. Um <laughs> We talk about products or services. I don't know why we do this anymore. But we do it so here it is. I have an anti-shout-out. Turns out I dislike cats very much.
1: (laughs) Uh, How did you come to this conclusion?
0: So, when I was in America in 2019 for eight months, my girlfriend here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, got a cat. Without really my knowledge of it. (laughs) I wasn't uh-huh. super happy about it, but then, whatever, right? got the cat, I come home, the cat's around, it's fine, whatever. And then, like, we took a little time apart, uh, just to, like, figure out some things from our lives until, like, reconnecting and removing and backing with each other to, like, a nice beautiful big home. We had a beautiful big home that didn't allow cats, because that's what the, the landlord <laughs> said hmm And uh, uh, it was great. Life was sweet, man. You know, I had my partner. I had my home. I went grocery mm-hmm. shopping. I was a productive member of society. You know, it felt good. It felt good. Without my knowledge, Ellie emailed the fucking property manager <laughs> and asked. If the landlord would be amenable to us having a cat. Wow. So all oh. I get presented with is an email from, the, I didn't know about any of this till I got an email from the property manager with the cat amendment <laughs> attachment. <laughs> the lease. So he's please sign and return. I was like, what the fuck? Like, uh-huh. I don't want this cat. We got rid of the cat. <laughs> the cat was gone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Problem solved, we thought. I had a
0: no-cat lifestyle, and let me tell you, it was a good...
1: Super nice.
0: Uh, but then, like, okay, so, like, the thing... What am I going to do? What am I going to mm-hmm. do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do in that situation? Am I not going to sign it? That would be, like, above and beyond asshole...
1: Right? Uh, let's I mean at this point when you like saw the uh, cat amendment was there another cat in play or is there it, it was the intent to bring the previous cat into the home
0: Bingo second one
1: mm-hmm. I see
0: Yeah so I signed the fucking thing cuz I'm not an <laughs> asshole
1: Right right good The
0: cat shows up Your
1: hand was forced at this point
0: I mean, it's just been days of like stinky cat <laughs> shit and hair, fucking scratching and making noise at night while I'm trying to uh-huh. sleep. We have a second bedroom, and so like I set up a mattress in the second. I'm just been sleeping in the other room. Yeah, because like, <laughs> and I clo- keep the door closed to the office where or the a second bedroom because the cats. This is not the cat zone. This is a no cat zone in here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Cats stink. And they shed everywhere. In the house? If you're looking to get a cat, don't. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I'm just become a part. I think I've moved into a moment in my life where I'm just pet neutral. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, people have, I think people, I think everybody else is wrong. That's how I feel about it. I think, every, I think I'm right and everybody else is wrong. And that we shouldn't treat pets as like this incredible, like, loving... You know, they're not kids.
1: Mm. They're not
0: children. They're just pets. Right. But you know what? You have them, you have them for a little bit, and they die.
1: <laughs> and they die.
0: And that's... Then you, that's it. And so it's like, if this cat were to wander outside... And eat a dead bird and get contract some sort of disease and then die.
1: It's the circle of life.
0: That would be the circle of life. Is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be broken up about it. So
1: (laughs) big fucking anti shout out to cat. Big big anti shout out to cat. Would you? I mean, this yeah. Would your life be any better or worse if you had a dog in the household?
0: No, it would be. I mean, I won't want. I don't want a dog either. Neither,
1: yeah. Neither,
0: yeah. I don't want a pet. They're expensive, and sm- you have to pay for the privilege of having a smelly, <laughs> shitty, shedding thing in your fucking house.
1: Uh huh. It's uh-huh. crazy. Yeah.
0: So, I and now I have one for the next what, however fourteen fucking years of my life, or however long it's gonna last. Yeah, that's crazy to me.
1: Right. I think. So our dog, Roxy, is now getting to a point where she's getting bigger, which is sweet. Because small dog, you know, not particularly useful. Just like sort of is a liability when you're on the streets. Slightly bigger dog, all of a sudden becomes asset when you're walking around.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So. My sister just got a second dog. Ooh. Which I'm like. No, now you're just yeah. like good. Now you're in mean, control.
1: Two, it sounds okay. I, anybody, I see uh, there's a couple of my, people in my neighborhood that have three dogs. I was like, I don't know what happened. What I don't know. You obviously didn't choose to you? this for yourself. Yeah, what because you? nobody would choose to have three dogs. Three
0: dogs. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. dude. It's yeah. like you're just a dog person.
1: Yeah, you got yeah, you've all of a sudden given up a third of your life just thinking about whether or not I don't know, you need to go outside or something.
0: Can you imagine the vet bills? I mean,
1: yeah, it's like
0: it's out of control. Anyway, <laughs> that's the anti shout-out to the cat. What do you want to shout out to this week?
1: All right, I got a shout-out this week to Capsule Pharmacy. So okay. um months back I gave a I think I gave a positive shout-out to push Health which was like a service that I used in the past to I needed a like asthma inhaler. I didn't have a prescription for it. So I used Push Health to get a prescription and also get that prescription filled. Right. Um it was fine, but I think I ultimately like it wasn't the smoothest like I don't know, like experience. It took me like probably 4 or 5 days to get that thing delivered. Yeah. Which was like you know, fine. I was it was an emergency emergency situation, but it also wasn't ideal. Right. Um. But for this uh, dental procedure I had, I thought ahead. I was like, wait a minute. I'm gonna probably going to be like fairly uncomfortable. Right. Shortly after this procedure, if I called ahead to the office, I was like, hey, are you guys going to prescribe me some meds? If so, can you give me the prescription ahead of my appointment so yeah, that I can go and fulfill that prescription time. before and my intent originally was to go to a brick and mortar Walgreens in my neighborhood to go Love and pick a, up these items. Read. Exactly. I was like that's Writing. that's going to be the move. At least I know that hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to like yeah. broker this transaction. That's going to be sure. good. And that ultimately fell
0: through. I went I ended I up like, like how you call picking up a prescription Brokering the transaction.
1: <laughs> I broke. I'm gonna broker. I'm gonna
0: broker this prescription <laughs> transaction. Blah, blah, blah. But. Don't worry, everybody. The broker's here. All right. <laughs> now listen. What you gotta do is go in the back, be bambo, put the right amount of medicine in the right kind of bottle. All right. Exactly. Put a nice little label on it. Listen. I don't want. I don't want any problems whatever. here.
1: I don't want problems in here. Yeah.
0: Now the client is gonna have cash or card. Are you amenable <laughs> to either one of them?
1: Was... <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So yeah, my, <laughs> my procedure was on a Tuesday I had called in for the prescription Basically on the Thursday before I totally yeah. forgot about it until the Sunday in between And I was yeah. like, fuck, I need to go and get this shit So I went on the Monday I spent whatever, half of my Monday When I was supposed to be working Trying to chase this prescription down Because I went, the pharmacy wasn't open I went back The pharmacy didn't even have the prescription that I was supposed to have. Call back to the dentist. I was like, "Hey, I don't know what's going on here, but let's try capsule pharmacy." She was like, "Oh, I've seen their YouTube
0: ads." Yeah,
1: that shit ruled. I got it like the next. Did I get it the same day? I might have gotten it the same day.
0: They called. They transferred the prescription. They called it.
1: Oh my god! They showed up a couple hours later. I was like, "Oh, this is nice." So they had they, they delivered my prescription mouthwash, an antibiotic, and a painkiller. And I was all set for my oh, procedure so, the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, that shit is nice. It's yeah. like, I was avoiding it for the first couple of days because Jess was recommending, she's like, you should just use like a service or something. I was like, I used it before. It took way too long. I'm not going to fucking mess with that shit. I'm going to go brick and mortar, take this old school. Old school failed capsule came through so i got There's a big nobody i trust
0: more in my life than you to give me an accurate assessment of like good or bad web enabled modern services mm-hmm. you're the king of them you know you just know <laughs> what the deal is mention anything you're like nah fuck that don't don't mess with yeah. it don't mess with that don't, <laughs> don't mess with yeah, you're like simply safe. Don't fuck with it. Don't fuck yeah. with it. Okay,
1: <laughs> but capsule you can fuck with a little bit. I, it works. It works better than expected. Which you know you couldn't ask for better service.
0: All right, man. I'm with you. Capsule. Shout out to Capsule. Get capsule That's not probably their address, but whatever.
1: You'll find it. You'll find, You'll it, find it if
0: find you look it. for You'll it. Google it. Um. Do you have anything else too fast to talk about?
1: Mm, not very much, except that like I really liked the like GTR that Brian was driving, the iconic silver blue one. Yeah, uh, it took me to a point where I was like, Wow, like I should probably just like look up how much it costs to get like a modern GTR. It costs about fifty grand. Yeah. To get not one. Bad. Even like a, like a, like 09, like 2012, like a, like an older one, but, and the miles didn't look that big because like I bought my Volkswagen with 80,000 miles on it. Most of these have 40, yeah. like less, less than, less than 50,000 miles on it. But I did a bit of research. I was like. You really shouldn't be buying a high miles uh, no supercar, basically.
0: No. <laughs> and
1: like, yeah, I quickly sort of like struck it off my list after like, doing like a small amount of research on it. But I, it flashed before my eyes the idea of purchasing a GTR for daily driver use.
0: I did see a little new, uh, Maybe it was an Instagram post from our old friend Craig Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Not a friend of the podcast. I want to actually make that very clear. <laughs> not at all a friend. Of the yeah, podcast. we
1: have not spoken highly of him at all.
0: No, uh, but he. There was a news article about a skyline reproduction from like a movie reproduction skyline in mm-hmm. Russia that got in a huge fucking accident and got. Whoa! In. Yeah. Damn. So R.I.P. to that skyline. I think everybody was cool. They hit like an oil tanker and like got fucked out. Wow. My guess is they were trying to go under it. (laughs) I think it's time. Oh
1: god. Yes, big mistake. Big mistake. Anyway, I put I've kind of put that in my life plan that I need to buy like a JDM car at some point. And I'm just not sure which one
0: going to be yeah we should talk about it because you really should do that in fact our old friend Craig Lieberman has a very <laughs> recent video out I get his YouTube videos on my list about the vehicles in the movies and how much you could buy them for today so maybe we should mm-hmm. watch that and talk about it on next week's episode about Tokyo Drift I mean you should just get fucking ass 2000 bro
1: I know I definitely, yeah, I want, like, S2000s on there, like, uh, like Super would be cool, GTR. There's a lady Z. I follow
0: on Twitter, mostly because she's, like, a good-looking lady. <laughs> <laughs> she posts, like, good-looking lady photos. What do you want me to right. say? You know oh, what I mean? Like, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm just being truthful. Mm-hmm. But she has an S two thousand that she posts sometimes, and I was like, mm,
1: "Yeah, I would love to drive an S 2000 Fucking rules,
0: yeah. Anyway, this has been no one likes the tuna podcast. If you want to tell us about any of your Japanese imports, uh, please do that at Nolt Podcast. N o l t t Podcast. Uh, you can uh, Instagram us. I don't know. Is that hmm. that's not even right? How do you how do you say it? You can find you us can. on Instagram, I guess. Sure. Our yeah. Instagram is... No one likes to tune a podcast. No one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's an idea. Uh Spotify. Stitcher. SoundCloud. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Uh, and uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. The Riddick is going to happen. When is the Riddick going to happen? We don't know yet. We may discuss it right when we stop recording this episode. <laughs> yes. Chronicles of Riddick. It's coming up. It's going to come at you. That movie rules. We'll talk it.